0: Over the past few decades, India has blossomed remarkably well, from a third-world country to one of the fastest-growing economies. But with the dawn of the century, we are facing new deterrents in the path of our progress. Today, our generation is fortunate enough to pick up the baton and chart solutions for a resurgent and innovative India. an India, truly independent by the virtue of its conscious citizens flourishing industries, technology, and futuristic approach. Greetings everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode of Quantum, Team Quantums very on Talk Show. I am Bhruvi Pandey, the team manager.
1: And I am Himanshu Sharma, the design engineer. Today, we have with us Mr. Srinath Veru, an individual with expertise in education, marketing, entrepreneurship program development, and advising startups. We'll be discussing the future of technology and innovation in our country and try to learn from his experience and valuable inputs. Here's what you can expect. Uh,
2: The challenge, actually, at the early stage startup is uh, they find difficult, actually, in the networking. The more they visit, actually, on the problem, the more they can be better in the solution arriving, in fact.
0: So, sir, you have been associated with the mentoring of early-age startups. Could you give us a brief insight about the major difficulties that are faced by these young startups and what methodologies can be used to improve their efficiency for the future?
2: Okay, uh, great question. Uh, first of all, uh, there is a lot of happening in the early-stage uh, startups today in India. Uh, in the last, uh, at least in the five years, two to five years, uh, there is a significant growth of early-stage startups especially during this pandemic of 2020 and now ongoing on the 2021 also, there are a lot of early stage startup has come. So for the question which you have asked me, uh, uh, the challenge actually at the early stage startup is, uh, they find difficult actually in the networking. This is one of the great strength actually they need to build. So possibility is that they need to build a, a big network I mean, like networking with the right people, networking with the right ecosystem of uh, what to do exactly, and how do they want to go about in the early stage. That has to be one of the uh, primary, uh, you know, uh, uh, stage at which they need to start off. The second aspect which early stage should look at is not on the money aspect. Most of the early stage have seen. Uh, They look at for the money, you know, in terms of uh, quickly getting into the product development and the process development and come into the market and say that, you know, I've been doing this. We have started doing like this. But instead of the money, can they really uh, look at uh, the problem side, the real, real problem side? They have to keep on visiting on the problem side many times. The more they visit actually on the problem, the more they can be better in the solution arriving, in fact. That is one of the early stage quality which uh, you know i feel that uh, in india in some of the early stage startups it's uh, lacking but uh, of course at the same time it's improving now because there is a lot of lessons lessons being learned from many of the early stage startups they have been mentored now uh, if you go back uh, five years or a decade back these early stage uh, growth startups uh, did not have access to those mentors okay they were all most of the academic mentors or uh, different kind of a mentors. But now these days uh, they have been able to access the industry mentors, you know, across industry mentors. I mean to say, for example, if, if, if I'm an early stage startup working on agri- agri-tech development, I'm able to access from somebody from pharma leadership actually, a different domain based uh, leadership actually I'm able to. So this mentor access has become more, uh, uh, you know, growth for early stage uh, startups. That is where that contribution is coming now their knowledge is improving in terms of developing the solutions and how to work on uh, so many models today. The other side uh, also early stage uh, startups should look at how they really work strongly on their business model. Okay, the more the stronger the business model more the revenue model will be why because most of them are not understanding that business model and the product market fit. That is one which uh, really, really uh, uh, challenge now. Why? Because early stage has been the pre-seed and the seed. You know, quickly, uh, most of the early stage, uh, in many of my talks or many of my uh, mentoring and when I'm talking to early stage startups or in the institutional level, I keep telling them, once you finish your uh, graduate or once you finish your studies, don't jump into uh, you know, entrepreneurship side. You no, know, be in the market be with the people actually get some experience then move on to go for a uh, startup actually that makes sense because uh, that gives some knowledge of the world what's uh, what's happening that gives knowledge of working with the people and also you need to work for some time you need to be with the people and understand the pain points okay the ideas are there everybody has got idea thousands of ideas are available today so that's these are the three things which i look at early stage startup should learn in fact and uh, the ingredient the key ingredient of the early stage startup is communication the more you are better in the communication actually uh, world will know what you want to do really uh, what is that you are bringing in actually for a specific problem or a specific you know uh, uh, solution in terms of uh, working behind the problem and then arriving at a solution uh, where uh, you contribute in a visible way that is one thing which i feel yes
1: thank you sir so you mentioned that making a lot of good connections and approaching mentors is essential for early age startups so what is the best method for approaching people who are experienced in the particular domain your startup belongs to and how to early age startup find mentors?
2: Okay, very, very good question, uh, Himanshu. Earlier, you know, if you look at five years back or a decade back, actually, you know, most of them, most of them actually, whether it's in a uh, little experience to mid-size uh, corporate people or working people, working working professionals or the student level, uh, we never used to attend our people, never used to attend so many seminars, the webinars, the conferences, the networking programs and so many small time programs like that. But today there is a vast opportunity. Okay, there is a vast opportunity, a lot of seminars, a lot of webinars, conferences, programs, small time, big time, large time, so many things are happening. So my, my, uh, my thinking is that everyone should start attending this kind of a program to build a network. Okay, it may be sometimes looks funny or crazy that why should I attend this kind of a program. But definitely, it makes sense actually when you want to be in the uh, when you when you want to start the networking side. Okay, when you want to touch the right people, when you want to talk to the right people. So attending conferences, attending seminars makes sense for early stage startups actually because that is how you build that ecosystem that is how you've been in the ecosystem. Okay. And, uh, and second thing, networking makes more sense when you start attending these kind of programs. Once you jump into that entrepreneurship journey and start building something, you can always go back to the networking and ask them for many things, either it could be mentoring or it could be financing, or it could be some kind of an incubation or something. We don't know what comes actually from whom. Okay. So networking is talking to people and uh, attending uh, these programs like seminars the like conferences it could be a it could be a different domain based seminars the sub you know programs or sessions but attend you know you will get connected to the people actually it could be uh, a small program for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or it could be a, a program which is about a two hours three hours sessions actually attend. It, in fact that makes a lot of sense and today you have a platform linkedin you know the social media platform especially uh, LinkedIn actually Facebook though you, you have to keep aside because everything is being posted in the Facebook. Like only you know, if you if you come onto the LinkedIn platform, you have you know, right platform that is you feel definitely. Why? Because you get a right people, you got a right messages there, you get a right knowledge, information, you know uh, informations you can access there, and that's a right platform. You can you can uh, build a super story there. So networking also. Uh, is a very important in the aspect of early stage uh, growth uh, startups and uh, networking you know how do you network you need to start building your stories so why do you, why do you go to some good movies because there is a good story there okay so that's why so you have to build a story around you and build a network actually network means it does i mean like network it doesn't mean that You go and uh, tell them everything. Say hello actually. Start their network is building a relationship relationship in a long way. That's what I feel. That's what I have done actually in my early stages. Uh, That's what I have been networked. Uh, Whether it's my uh, friends or my working professionals or my enemies or whoever it is. Whenever I get a time actually I just say hello to them. Okay. At least I have been in touch with them.
1: Thank you, sir. That was really insightful for us. So, next question. Despite our country, India is a great software giant internationally, we are yet to be at the forefront of technological development and innovation. Since you are an individual who has visited different countries during your whole career journey, we wanted to know if there's a difference between the approach in which innovation is perceived in India and other more developed countries.
2: Okay, uh, very great question again, uh, Himanshu. Uh, one thing which I would like to say uh, for many years, India has been looked at as a service country. Okay, more of the service. We have delivered, we have delivered more on the service uh, sector actually. Right now, if you look at from the last decade, we are moving towards that innovation. We are moving towards the product development. We are moving towards innovation services, product product plus services. Of course, India uh, India has grown significantly in the last at least five years, definitely, and uh, we are heading, in fact, uh, and parallelly, I mean like parallelly we are working with some countries like the Germany, uh, US, we are competing with the US, we are competing with the Germany, we are competing with UK and any other uh, some of the other countries, but definitely India is marching. uh, Smartly on the innovation side, why because. India has learned a lot actually from uh, those Western countries. India has learned a lot learned actually from different countries you know, where how the innovation has changed, how innovation has evolved, how products have evolved, how services have evolved. By virtue of this, you know we have evolved across the innovation uh, changes. We have evolved around these countries and we have learned a lot actually. The beauty of the India in the last five years is we have learnt a lot lessons have been learned a lot actually. How do we make India a self-sustained country? How do we make our country as a sustainable growth in a a sustainable path? And uh, definitely uh, in India's growth story, innovation, product development, services is uh, one uh, which will play a major role in the coming years. And it has started playing now. If you look at 2020, the pandemic period, so, so much big change in healthcare, FinTech, education technology, you know, in the uh, D2C uh, area, B2B, B2C area. So much big change. We never knew, uh, in fact, uh, this kind of changes will happen in India. So innovation has played a key role. Innovation has, you know, the the evolve of the innovation side has given a a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, lessons to some of those Indian startups, Indian people, Indian corporate, Indian organizations that how do we change quickly. Uh, one beauty is that in the last two, three years, we have adapted very, very quickly, smartly and
0: Yes, sir. It is our sincere hope as Indians that after a few more years, perhaps rather than being considered a country providing workforce to other countries, we are able to foster innovation and develop to the best of our abilities. Um, moving forward. So, we got to know that you are a regional mentor of change in the Atal Innovation Mission. Now, these are competitions in which youngsters like us have been participating quite enthusiastically over the past few years. After going through the projects of the young generation, do you expect some sort of change in the innovation culture of in the innovation culture of India in the future?
2: Absolutely, there will be a big change in innovation culture and the culture, actually we approach and develop the innovation, uh, the change in big time culture and, uh, look at how the products can be changed. I mean, like you know, the innovative products coming out as a regional mentor of change. I definitely see that culture is happening from the young minds. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about young minds like 20 years, sorry, 25 years, 30 years. No, I'm talking about those nine years, 12 years, 16 years, you know, I have been, uh, I mean, like I have experienced a lot uh, where I have been journeying my journey now in the last uh, 16, 18 months with the young minds have changed. Uh, And I have been changed actually look at how we uh, look at others now. I mean, like the adult entrepreneurs, the growing entrepreneurs, definitely the culture has changed. Why? Because uh, the young minds has got a power actually in their brain where they want to really look at the innovation in a different way. The product development in a different way the how do you approach and develop the business model the revenue model the product model it's it's been completely different why because the complete culture has changed the academic culture has changed the input you know the input has been more now the accessibility for these younger minds uh, and develop these products services innovatively has changed completely and uh, and you know in the last two three years, industries have opened for these young minds. That is why the culture has changed. It's not that today Indian com- Indian companies, those you know the leadership, the management, they're not talking to their equal uh, you know participants. They're trying to. They are now moving towards talking to the anger minds now. Anger minds have got an access to a lot of clubs, a lot of forums. You know, I have been running uh, uh, two three areas. Of uh, programs where young minds have participated very very uh, you know keenly you know in their and their participation has become very very powerful now they don't mind participating in any domain like it could be in the space it could be in the agriculture it could be in automobile or it could be in the it or anything you know that that culture has uh, changed and uh, and and that you know the collaboration has uh, collaboratively moving towards that the change is happening. It's not that only uh, eight standard students will participate in some, it's not that it's a mixture of all the class students, all the class young minds, they're all participating in different way. So definitely culture has changed. The other thing, which is very important, which I have learned, which I have seen, and uh, you know India is witnessing that, the culture in the parents mindset, that has been changed now. The parents are encouraging, who are key stakeholders of this entire ecosystem today, They're they're really uh, you know, good enough to support their kids now. OK. Parents have changed. That means their culture has changed. Once the stakeholder like parents culture has changed, the other side like the students participating, the young minds participating, that culture has changed. And today, academic institutions have become very open. You know, they, Their culture has changed. They're no more conventional. They're no more conventional, they have become more culture, uh, you know, uh, in terms of making the students and the teachers and the faculties, everyone to participate. That means their mindset has changed. So what I mean to say here is the whole mindset has changed. The whole mindset has come together. The whole mindset is looking at that we're open now. Our culture is different, no more conventional. This is what we do. And this is how we will do and why we should do. That culture has come today. For you know, a completely uh, 360 degree turn on the mindset.
0: Thank you, sir. Even I agree that an
1: open mindset is really important for the birth of new ideas and innovation. So coming to the next question, until two years back, the education sector across the globe was a domain in which much of the activities were undertaken physically. For example, classrooms were physical and we all had to go to school. This is in stark contrast to what we have experiencing now uh, whenever we uh, attend classes, uh, we are attending it in an online mode. Being the chief innovation evangelist of Excel soft technologies, a company associated with uh, providing e-learning solutions in education, what are your views about the future of education sector? Is technology going to be the driving force in education sector, or do you think it will come back to the original normal uh, in a hundred percent physical way?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, you no, know, great question, Himanshu. Uh, At this point of time, during all we are all facing challenge. Uh, there are two things, uh, you know. One is uh, definitely hundred percent we may not come back to the physical okay second as we move forward now and we, everyone is moving forward and you know all of you i mean like you know all the uh, uh, the small schools small institutions or the large institutions or mid-sized definitely technology will play a key role definitely technology will be a key, play a key role why because uh, pandemic has taught us actually pandemic has taught everyone that why technology is so important. Because if you look at, I was talking to many of them, uh, if you look at institutions before 2019, they were not ready with the infrastructure, technology infrastructure, online infrastructure. How do you deliver online actually? Those were the people like Coursera simply learn, uh, many of them would me. but you know, during this 2019, 2021, technology infrastructure has grown and uh, the online infrastructure has grown within the institution now so definitely going back to the physical uh, mode of uh, uh, programs physical mode of deliveries physical mode of classes will not be much actually more of the online or it could be a blended you know either it could be 100% in some institutions online delivery or it will be more of a blended but one thing i can say uh, technology will play a key role in making people to learn a lot. Either it could be the institutions, uh, faculties, the teachers, the students. Uh, definitely it will be a more and more uh, technology will become an important. I was talking to a teacher you know, just three days back. Uh, she was telling me that she never knew about Microsoft Teams, Google Teams, Zoom, nothing. Online means sit in front of a camera, recording, and put it in a, some platform. Never knew. Now she says every day, one hour in the evening and one hour in the morning, she has learned a lot actually in the, how does Microsoft team works, how the Google Meet works, how the Zoom works actually. So technology will be part of us now. Technology will be with us and uh, we have to go with that actually. So definitely companies like uh, our uh, the Excel soft technologies or any other tech company will play a major role in making e learning more productive, uh, bringing technology into the e learning ecosystem, uh, making uh, institution uh, staff like faculties and the teachers to learn technology in a very, uh, uh, you know, on a daily basis. And pragmatically, it will make sense to them that at the end of the day, we have to be with the technology and deliver through technology and learn this technology. So absolutely, it will stay here. I don't think we will go back to the physical mode, 100%, but may not be uh, in all the cases, but at least 80% of the Indian education system will be on the platform of technology. I mean, like they will use the technology very, very uh, dynamically. Yes. Thank you so much, sir. That
0: was a very enriching answer. And overall, the answers that you gave were very visionary and will definitely encourage our audience to move out of their comfort zone and come up with ideas that are innovative and can really propel, us, propel our country towards the path of development in the future so that we are at par with countries like the United States or United Kingdom that we compare to. So thank you so much for being with us today. It was a very great experience for our team and we hope that we'll be able to talk to you sometime again
2: soon. Same here. Uh, Thanks, uh, Bhubi and Himanshu. It was a great, uh, you know, great questions, definitely. And hope I have answered for all your questions. And uh, uh, last 20-25 minutes or maximum 30 minutes, it was very exciting to me. And uh, I'm always happy to connect again. Uh, Talk to you uh, your students or your institution or anytime i'm always available once again thank you so much for inviting me and uh, look forward thank you sir. thank you so much sir. thanks